This is episode 12 of Back to Normal. Today is September 3rd, 2020. Now let's get right to it. Now in this episode, I want to talk all about technology and updating it and the different approaches you can take to updating or not updating your technology and a little bit about the discussion about why I fall on the side of wanting to or that it's a good idea to update your technology. Now, obviously I do, but I also advocate that everyone else does. And I'm going to go through the reasons why I feel this way and try to back it up with some evidence. So the first thing I want to mention is the, the really, really obvious one here, which is that um, updating your technology, especially software updates specifically, is just really important from a security perspective because over time as um, different exploits are found, different weaknesses in the, in the security of the technology are found, um, patches are, are put out and they often include security fixes. So just keeping your technology up to date means that you will get these patches and have to worry less that your um, stuff is insecure because once once you find these security holes and fill them, which with technology is basically impossible to do from the get-go. It's it's extremely difficult for even the absolute best programmers, uh, software engineers to do this um, because you can't think of every possible hole. Um, but once you find one and you can fix it, then everybody like it's the best of it's the best of all worlds to just keep everything up to date. Um, but I want to talk about the idea that that software and keeping software up to date, and I mean hardware to a lesser extent, but software very importantly, um, the idea that you can kind of just update it and then, or like you can update your your hardware, your software, whatever once, like do one big thump and say, okay, this is our new line in the sand. This is where we're at and feel like you don't need to update again. Like you can just kind of ride out until your stuff breaks or until, I don't know, the next big shiny thing is is on the horizon and you think, okay, well now, now I guess we can do another big thunk line in the sand update. I think the reason, or the reason that this is so, um, the reason that this is so non-productive as an opinion uh, or as a way to do things is that it's not like, like if I use the example of what am I trying to do? If I use the example, like an old example, like a washing machine, um, and I'm, I'm not talking about a smart washing machine that's also going to get the software updates. I'm talking about like a a bucket with holes for water and surrounded by a box and it like it spins the, the bucket, like an old school washing machine. That thing did not need updating. Sometimes it might need fixing. You might need to take like get it repaired or buy a part or something but it didn't need to be updated. So I think that a lot of people take that same approach with their software, with their technology, but it's just not the same. And basically, if you, at any point, if you decide updates are not worth it, there's too many updates, um, my technology is good enough the way it is, you are just, you're, you're putting a line in the sand and saying, I'm not doing anything until... I decide like it's it's I'm going to do it on my schedule. Um, you're getting further and further behind with each passing update that you miss, because once you once you get off the train, it doesn't like it's a train. It doesn't stop. 
it, you're just getting further and further behind. And if you are like running a business, if you're doing something that other people rely on, or like whether it's whether it's your own company or whether you're how you have clients that rely on it, you are just getting deeper and deeper in a hole. And it's not like at any point your customers are just gonna say, okay, now we really want you to like it shouldn't get to this point where your customers say, okay, now you really need to upgrade because we're starting to notice this, this, and this deficiency. Um, You need to ride that train. You need to go to every station that the train goes to. And the, the nice thing about that is if you, if you go five years without doing any kind of software upgrades, without doing anything, you are, you are almost inevitably more than five years behind because just in terms of time to get caught up, because, um, you know, the thing they say about riding a bicycle is that it's really hard to forget. Like you kind of pick it up really quickly. It's the same thing with change. Now I'm kind of unique in that I don't hate change, but almost everybody else really, really doesn't like change. And they don't like, especially if they have to put work into some change, they don't like it. But the, the problem with the problem with not changing is that you get further and further and further and further set in your ways and you lose the ability to change very quickly. Um, so if you are, I'll use a specific software example here um, because we went through, we're going through this, I guess. I'm I'm kind of not anymore and I'll get into that, but we're going through this at work um, because for the longest time, our um, IT team had the policy that we are not updating unless we absolutely have to. And so we had been on Windows 7, which is now officially out of support. I think there's some like COVID agreement to extend support, but like we are using it when you are not supposed to be using it anymore because it's so far out of date that they're not updating it. And new systems have been in place for so long like there was Windows 7, there was Windows 8, which I used and everybody didn't like, but I actually really did like. Then there was Windows 8.1, which kind of rolled, uh, swung the pendulum, I guess not really rolled back changes, but swung the pendulum back to kind of a more comfortable thing that people expected. Um, and that got some more people off Windows 7. And then Windows 10 rolled around, which I think was 2015. So I think we've been five years of Windows 10 now. Um, and we're it's at the point now, like Windows 10 is basically taking Windows taking windows eight, like kind of look and feel and just saying, okay, the absolute, the things people didn't like the very, very least about windows uh, eight itself, the really disliked one by a lot of people, um, basically that, but with the most kind of complained about examples, just kind of scaled back. We're basically where we were with windows eight and uh, that that's in, in the technology world. Now at work, we're still trying to work through the, the plan has been to move to windows 10 for at least a year and a half, if not two years or three years. And we can't because we have to keep working. Like every day we have to keep working and these systems have to keep working. Um, and we're so far behind now that it's taking like multiple months years in order to get us caught up whereas if we had been updating you know i mean do set the rules you want like i'm not saying you have to update on day one set the rule that like we're gonna wait 60 days after a release and then we're gonna update everything 
and we'll come up with training materials for the new any new changes but like things are going to change around you whether you change with them or not and keeping especially like from a from a talent perspective you don't want your your staff the people that you that work with you to only be used to the thing that they have you want them to expect new things and to expect things to get better and i a lot of the staff at ncerc are just trained to use what you use and everything is comfortable and you're years behind <laughs> and it's it's a very very odd um way to be but i i think I, I don't know if it was if there was a change at the helm of of our it team but it really seems like there's a new approach in the last year a couple of years um i'm still trying to push them even further because they're they're still kind of hesitant to even test the newest things but um, it's, it's definitely been an interesting experiment over the last year to be that person pushing. Um, I was one of the first people at our organization to get a laptop deployed. Um, one of the first people to use windows 10 officially for that reason. Um, I work currently, I think I might be the only person outside of it to be testing windows 10, um, in a virtual environment, which is like everybody else in our organization is working from home, but they're logging into a windows seven environment, which is just, I because I haven't been working in it for so long, it like, I have to, every time I see someone screen share a Windows 7 environment, I'm like, oh yeah, they all still have that. I can't imagine. Uh, it's it's t terrible. Um, and so I, it's, it's really important for all these reasons that you stay up to date. Um, you don't want to be that person who's forced to use Windows 7 because the, the kind of technological cruft has built up for so long that it's, you have to work sequentially through all these system changes and, and upgrades kind of as fast as you possibly can to, to keep up. Whereas if you had just been keeping on the train, changing every station, um, like the metaphor that I described earlier, you, you don't have to go through this massive shift because everybody is just used to change. Like change can become normal <laughs> and you like everything is sequentially a little bit different rather than having like, oh, now everything is different. Now, all of a sudden, your computer looks entirely different than you're used to. Um, so my rule that I'm that I'm putting out there is, as the way that you should do things is rather than what I'm used to at NSERC is you stay on the thing that you're using as long as you possibly can and you're getting further and further behind. And then when that thing no longer becomes supported or they tell you you can't use it, at that point you say, okay, now we have to figure out how we're going to start updating this. And it's not like you can just throw out your system and grab something new off the shelf and say, okay, now we've updated. All your old systems have to come with you because they've got all your information, all the important stuff that you've been doing over the last 10, 15, 20 years. They have to ask to come along. And that's basically what happened. We're now, we're now way out of date and needing to spend years updating. Um, the rule should be, um, as an upgrade comes out, you assess it, you even, like I said, even wait a little bit, give it a month, give it two months, make sure nothing game breaking is happening with that update. And then as that's going on, you start testing it as well um, and making sure that none of, the, none of our systems are broken on it. And then, as quickly as humanly possible, get that update rolled out to everybody. 
And um, there are going to be certain, there are always going to be exceptions to this, things that systems that can't update as fast as that schedule. But those should be the exception and they should still be, um, they should still be put through that process just as fast as possible, not at the same time as everything else. Um, the goal is to have as many people as possible using as up-to-date things as possible, as much of the time as possible, um, in my opinion. And like, that's how I do, that's how I do it in my life. That's, that's, I don't want to say that's the rule in my house because that sounds so funny. Um, but I do like to the, to the point that Julia is like, you need to stop updating my stuff. Um, without, I, I, sometimes I do it without asking if I think that I can just have it be updated when she's done, but she really doesn't like the feeling of walking up to her thing and it, it being like in the process of updating or in the process of restarting because of it. Um, but it's so like, she never actually says, oh, I didn't want this update. It's more like, oh, okay, we're going to we're gonna do this. I just don't like having to sit and wait for my phone for a few minutes. Um, the, the key thing here to me, and I'll wrap up after this point, is that asking the people who do not want to update what they need is only going to get you, hey, um, I need to stay on this. This works for me. I don't want to risk um, updating and having to do something different or things not working the way I expect. Um, you need to rely on your users who are pushing you forwards and asking them what they need, getting, because the people like myself, every time a new release comes out, whether it's software, whether it's hardware, we are sitting there and watching and learning everything about it and recognizing, hey, I can use that feature. Hey, that's really nice. We should incorporate that. There's a system in Windows 10 now that lets you deploy updates virtually. And I'm not sure our IT team knows about it um, because they've been saying we can update your stuff when we get back into the office. We can update your hardware when it gets back to the office. And that's just not like we're just falling so far behind. And so you need to engage the most interested among your staff, among your colleagues, among your clients and deliver what they're either what they're learning about or whatever you can as quickly as you can. And those people, they need to be willing, like personally, I'm willing to help anyone with any tech problem they have, anything, any questions they have about the user interface, upgrades, all that stuff. I am sitting there like championing all these changes and helping my colleagues understand what has changed and how they can use these features even better. Like I'm waiting in our organization to upgrade our hardware to the newest office, the Office 365, rather than the 2016. I've been on 2016 for over a year now, but all my colleagues who don't have their um, their new laptops yet, which it, they are rolling out, but again, like I said, because they're not at the office anymore, they're not getting updates, uh, which is just ridiculous to me. Um, they have been in their virtual environment in Windows 7. They're still using Office 2010. And I am, I've been using Office 2016 for over a year, but we have a deployment of Office 365. So at home, any user that wants to can install Office 365 and have all the newest features. Um, we need to bring that up to parity. Like the, no question, we need to bring all of the um, Office 365 stuff to all the operating systems. And we need to update that Windows 7 virtual environment. Like, come on guys. So this turned into kind of a rant session about NSERC. Um, but it, honestly, like I said before, things are getting so much better. They used to be 
way, way, way further behind. And they're now playing catch up, which is the annoying part, the unfortunate part, but they're working on it. And I think the new, the new personality of IT is that they're trying to stay on top of things. So uh, I'm excited for that. And as you can tell from this episode, I'm excited about technology. And uh, so I think I've said all I'm going to say for today. Um, this was not the controversial episode that I talked about before. I don't think this should be controversial. If it is, then um, I kind of actually feel bad for you because it's such a it's such a um, a better way to live when you're just getting all the new stuff as soon as possible. Anyway, so I'm going to leave it there for now. Um, I'll be back tomorrow with another episode. For now, have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.